Hello everybody, welcome to Optimal Opinion here on the Anomalous Radio Network. I am your host, Eddie V. Thank you guys for tuning in and joining me on this conversation. This is the final episode of Season 3. Um, and the title of this one is Why Racism Doesn't Exist in Video Games. Um, I did a feature on it on IGN.com, which you can read under Anime, E-N-I-M-E. Um, I know it's been a while uh, th- that I did a feature and I kind of podcast um, by myself, but it was kind of busy over the summer and stuff. But this one was really particular, very interesting, maybe a little bit controversial for some people, um, but do give it a read on uh, IGN.com under anime. Um, and let me know what you guys think. Uh, but I'm going to actually get into my first uh part of this topic um we care more about the characters than the race um when we make a favorite list of characters um majority of them will pretty much be white males or white females um sometimes we have uh animal characters the anamorphic characters that we love sometimes we have uh minority characters that we love um and for me personally um i it's more about their story and their history um uh, that's probably for a lot of our us gamers like the race part of them doesn't really matter we we love talking about um what they've been through um how we enjoy them on the adventure and talking about just what makes them like uh, attractive to us like why why we love playing as them why we have fun in their games and we never make it about race because we overlook it for a lot of us um the more that we care about the character um we don't really see them as race we just see them as a person a fictional person that we love to play that we love to enjoy and interact you know uh we love to uh buy the merchandise with their names on it um we love the artwork that they're that they stay um that they are in um sometimes they're related to our personal life and there's just so much more um that that we love about the character um like for me vivi is one of my favorite characters because of the stuff that he goes through and part of final fantasy 9 and it it kind of it kind of looks like you know um at one part he got bullied and you know just really put down and he just had self-doubt and i could relate to that because i had had some of those things and when i just play him uh and when i just see him and you know and things i'm just like that that kind of represents a little bit by me it's not that he's made out of some kind of black magic and he used his uh, purpose was used for a different thing to me personally that doesn't matter it was just the things that he really went to that was re- that i was able to relate in his story and stuff um he's enjoy he's an enjoyment in the game and you know he's kind of shy and stuff but you know he would do his best to get some kind of courage and that's what i kind of like of him um the mario brothers i don't just see them as italian plumbers or anything like that i see them as two characters who make me laugh who have great of a great love design in their adventures and i love playing as mario or luigi in their separate games if they have them um you know mario is a very known recognized icon it kind of represents video games in general like if you hear video games even pc players know uh that when it comes to video games if they say you can name one character you would pretty much say mario um or you'll say the mario brothers like mario luigi sometimes it's, it doesn't mean your favorite character sometimes it doesn't it might not even come out as mario um but you know they're the race in their game uh not their game but the race between them, mario luigi really doesn't matter to me i just love them for uh getting me into video games and every time i play their games i, I enjoy myself you know i love trying to save the princess and see what crazy level king koopa or bowser whatever you see it uh what he's designed and i even love king koopa and i love princess speech and told like the, the mario universe have great characters it's not about race or them being like animals for part of it it's it, you know I, I really don't worry about the race thing about some of the characters we're pretty much mario luigi and princess toast slash peach um it just it just means that 
I love playing their game. Um, Final Fantasy Seven. You know, I love Cloud and I love uh, Tifa. I love just pretty much almost all the characters in Final Fantasy Seven, Final Fantasy Nine, Final Fantasy Twelve. Um, even Ten has some great characters. I love Orin. He's one of my personal favorites. I, I love the strength that he's had, how cool he is, and just how powerful he attacks. You know, there's a lot of stuff about it. And even though these characters seem white on the outside or Caucasian if you want to call it that um I'm, I'm never bothered by the their skin color skin tone you know that's why I, I think I love games that give you a, a option to create your character you could um go in and just have fun uh creating whatever character you want if you want a purple character make them um if you want a green character, make them. If you want them humanoid alien, you know, go ahead and make that. And that's what I enjoy about video games and the characters that you can't create or that are in the game. You know, there's a lot to them and it's just not by race. You know, if we chose race, we miss out on the great things about them. And, you know, the most characters we love are retro and some are modern. Um, and personally for me, I don't like the box characters. I always feel like that, if I play in a video game and I see how the character behaves and what the decisions the characters make, even when it's in the cutscene, you know, let me determine if I like them or not. You know, I didn't enjoy the characters of Grand Theft Auto Five. I'm not saying that they're the characters are bad or anything. They're just not. They just have no substance to them. There's there's things about that game that these characters should have been done due to their personality and characteristics and what they're known for. But because it's a linear game and the creators have the right to how they want the story to go, um, you really don't have much choice. So you're kind of forced to see what. Uh, what is in the storyline for those characters like what's going to be uh used and pulled out and to me there's other factors of why i don't like grand theft auto 5 but when it comes to their characters i don't think there any of them are strong i don't think any of them are memorable at to say the least now i think cj from san uh san andreas um I think that's his name, or the main character of San Andreas. You know, he's a good character. I, I kind of like him, um, and he's like black. And of course, this is kind of representing the West Coast, like California and stuff like that. And I can understand uh, some of the language and things of in that nature and stuff. But you know, they had to put a character that fit that environment on where that where they placed them at. So it was kind of pretty much understandable. Um, but the, like Okami is a great character that I love, and he's an animal. Um, I, I just had to get off of Grand Theft Auto real quick. Uh, Okami, he's become one of my favorite animal uh, characters. Amaterasu, um, like I love the comedy that's in the game and how powerful she is. Um, like being as a some people call it a wolf dog. Um, even if even if I have to go very modern, like uh, the days the days of now, Bayonetta is a great character that I have come to love um the last guardian hopefully when i see um the uh dog horse or um the character that you're using there um hopefully he's he becomes a character that i love or it becomes a character i love um and with the little boy because i i want to see what adventure uh is for them and I don't feel like race definitely with the little boy, uh, cause he's white, he's Caucasian. Um, I have no problem with the little boy. I just, I just want to see what adventure that they're on. Now, there might be some people who might argue that we more, we need more diversity in the game, but even if we did have diversity in the game, it doesn't mean that it's going to be a character that we love. Of course, people love Chun-Li and they love her for her fighting tactics. And, you know, she's, um, she appears Asian or supposed to be very Asian. Um, that's the assumption. Uh, but you know, people don't really care about her race. They care about how they could use her as a fighting character. And plus for all of this, it's pretty much just a fiction, uh, for like I said earlier, for these characters, and it doesn't represent on, on you know how we should look at race or anything like that. But how we should just enjoy the game and sometimes enjoy a character. Um, definitely for me, I love a character design. I love the artwork. Um, I love their background. I love the thought and the interest that they put into a character. Um, 
and to me that gets me you know very happy because role-playing games are my are like one of my favorite genres of gaming and it's never been about the uh the character's race or even their or the religion or anything about that. It has always been about the story that that characters are going to go through and plus grinding as much as I can. Um so when I come back I'm going to be talking to them about uh when there is uh about not uh racism uh <laughs> when there's racism. That one is coming a little bit later uh, for that topic. Um sexism and hate plays a bigger part. And this one is going to kind of deal up deal with a lot of stuff that a lot of women gamers have uh, dealt with so with that i will be right back So sexism and hate uh, playing a bigger part in video games. Um, a couple of years ago, we have the Gamergate incident where um, it kind of started off where a woman got blamed for cheating with an editor for a review about a game. And, you know, a boyfriend made this big fuss or ex-boyfriend made a big fuss about it and saying that she was abusive. And the the female developer got a lot of complaints and a lot of vileness um toward it and when it was supposed to be about um ethics and gaming journalism it blew up more than that and it just kept on going to the way that women were getting attacked um in video games and and it, it, i won't say that anything like that hasn't changed or it was made for the better because there are still women getting attacked but um there are males who believe that women shouldn't play games and it i think it, when gamergate happened it didn't become about the ethics of journalism um in my in my opinion it just became an open platform for males um and particularly a lot of uh males to show their hate and anger toward women um because they didn't show no support for the ex-boyfriend that i know of but you know they place a lot of blame on the women's on the lady uh on the female developer and i just felt like that's wrong and when i bring up sexism and males feeling like women shouldn't play games and stuff there are some males who think they are entitled to certain games and for me personally, I don't, I've never thought that way, that you should never have some kind of entitlement to uh, video games. Like, it's it's a hobby. You know, you have a right to play them. Of course, you have a right to speak about them and discuss them. But you don't have no right to say that this was only made for me and no one else. That That doesn't give you no right to say anything like that. First of all, you didn't spend the time to make a game. If you feel like that video game should be only for you, get into development and make games for yourself. That's the way that you can say that 
you know, video games are made for me. Uh, there are just great women who play, design, and help create games and stuff and write about them, you know, and I respect that. I love that. But I don't think that males should say that, no, women don't have no rights to play any kind of video game. Um, where some males kind of beg their girlfriends or moms and stuff like that to buy them video games. And I'm just saying that some males, that that's not even kids I'm talking or even teenagers. I'm talking about adults and stuff like that that um which i sometimes don't don't find weird or anything like that because you know that's their relationship but i'm just but i feel like if you're going to use the women uh or or a female to buy your game and then you don't want her playing it because you you feel that way that women shouldn't play it then you don't need to be in a relationship. You need to be able to buy your own games. Um, the hateful competitive gaming with the opposite sex, um, that plays a really big part. Um, most women who play online gaming, um, they pretty much get a lot of hate from different gamers around the country. Um, I don't really know more uh, about, you know, stuff being out the country and, and things of that nature. But going out and saying that this this female shouldn't uh, be this good at this online game is it's ridiculous to me. Like, what gives you the right to say that uh, they can't learn the in and outs of a Call of Duty game and be able to go to a tournament and play that game? They have every right to do that. Now, if they, they have a right to get good and get very professional about it, if they live from Breed Call of Duty, they have that very right. If they're getting sponsors, uh, if they're not dressing too sexy or, 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 uh, or anything like that, you know, they should be able to come into a tournament and be able to play and, and be treated fair and equal like everybody else but some males don't see that some males like to call them out their name or say vile and disgusting things to them because they feel like if i get beat by a woman um that lowers my manhood and i don't know why people think that why some males think that um definitely with the gamergate people you know because it's online it's the internet they could attack women freely all they want to because they don't have to confront them and they could pretty much attack anybody which i'll talk more on the next section um but when it comes to women they i think they just love attacking them because it's easy that they believe that women are going to take the hate they're going to take the hurt and deal with it like it won't get reported or anything you know so as long as they are able to spew what they want to and not be approached or anything uh, by in, uh by anybody then they they're going to keep saying the stuff that they're going to say like if if they find a woman who doesn't back themselves up or like really voice their opinion and anything like that, they'll attack that person. And hopefully that attack will uh, affect their self, uh, self-esteem. Um, and some people think that way. If I attack your self-esteem, then that would make you become a worse player, uh, whether it's in a competitive uh, place or, or whether it's just regular online gaming and stuff like that. I've met a lot of great girl gamers. Um, I played a lot of games with some girls and um, kind of got my tail beat. But I, I love having that fun with them. I love being challenged and stuff. And I always say great game. Um, and, you know, discuss some video games with them and talk, to, uh, talk about uh, what they love and what they don't like about games. It's never been about... Um, you know, hating that I lost anything. You know, if my skill is not up to stuff, to uh, uh, snuff, and I'm getting my tail whipped, they are showing me what I need to work on. Like, I can't use the same techniques. I got to break the cycle of what I know and just just play and get a little bit more experience. And if we exchange gamer tags and stuff like that, I'm so cool with that. I'm so cool of having us talk about talk about the game learn the ins and outs and become and help her even if she wants to teach me help me become a better player that's what i love about gaming i don't i don't like the hate aspect of it that people receive um i always feel like that you gotta respect um everybody uh male or female 
whatever their sexual preference anybody who wants to play games you need to respect them even some racists you know who are online gaming they have the right to say what they want to say uh and play what they want to play um you don't have to you don't have to feel like uh, you're being re- uh, respected by them because, of course, their racist respect doesn't. Uh, it's not part of their vocabulary. You know, sometimes they try to use it as a tactic, or they use it as part of their anger management. Uh, not anger management, but it's part of their anger. Um, but for me personally, I-, I love going on losing and winning. Um, you know, being sometimes humiliated, and, but sometimes also feeling awesome that I was able to do something on my own or, you know, running with a, a crew of different gamers and stuff like that. And, you know, that that stuff I love, you know, I still love going to the arcade and there's a female gamer who wants to battle me a street fighter or who wants to help me beat up some people in double dragon or stuff like that. I'm so down with that because I, I feel like not only are we both loving what we uh loving what we love um loving like this video game hobby but you know we just really came there to have fun and sometimes meet new people and talk about our experience about that you know it opens up the community it, it, it opens up the acceptance that not everybody has to be a um a guy to play video games you know there's different levels of uh people um with their video game skills and i i love that i love playing playing that and you know i'm not a sexist at all no that that's not part of me if you're a female gamer uh more power to your female developer writer creator more power to you i support you 100 percent. you know you guys produce some great games some great music some great art some great uh books you know you you love this culture and this hobby just as much as i love love it too you know there's gamer female gamers who got podcasts and stuff and i love that you know being able to get um different viewpoints than just guys who just say that well it's all about us and it's not about female gamers you know if we talk about players and stuff we meet players in a general sense that anybody could play from new to old from young till experienced you know just whatever uh i know people are just like what that doesn't make sense but you get what i'm uh, saying um it, it just opens up so many doors and stuff and i think if you feel like that uh certain sex or even a a sexual preference shouldn't play a game um that's to me personally that's worse than a racist being a racist you know of course you could say well a racist is only dealing with just race yeah that is true but when you have to deal with another human person um and their gender um i feel like that's worse because you don't have no plans to have equality like you can't say that you want a girlfriend or a boy, uh yeah a girlfriend, but you don't want that girlfriend to be interested in video games like that. Like, but you can stay interested. You know, they have to cater to your hobby, but you won't cater to theirs. Or if they want a game with you, they're not allowed because you say so. Like to me personally, that's not right. You know, that's not fair. Um, you know you could game anywhere that you want to uh i'm uh, like i said i'm a big console gamer uh i play all the major consoles and handhelds and stuff not so much pc and not so, so much mobile uh but i love when someone be like you want to uh play this you want to game this you want to uh here's my friend code here's here's my xbox live uh uh name code uh just just anything um i'm all open i'm all ready to play that because there's just so much personally for me there's just so much that is really is pretty much um uh just open and that's what i kind of like uh and hopefully um when we get to a point where everybody's being respected um we we're able to um accept them uh, you know we're able to enjoy the community enjoy the games itself um 
definitely with women who are cosplaying as female characters. Um, you could say where they're dressing too sexy or, um, you know, they were hinting at something for me to say something to attack them. No, if a female player is or a female person, a female person, if a female wants to dress up as a certain video game character or even a comic book character and stuff, and that's the design, they're trying to replicate it the best way they, they are doing because they love to play as their character or that may be one of their favorite characters or they like to show off the creativity and design. They have every right to do that. We shouldn't attack them for that, you know, or hit on them for that. You know, sometimes... There are guys who uh, who cross-dress as female characters from video games to comics and do a terrific job. Sometimes they can do it as a joke, and sometimes females do it as a joke for a male character. Um, you know, it's all open. It's up to them. But we shouldn't be able to, we shouldn't attack them. We shouldn't disrespect them. Respect them. Um, and we shouldn't ch- try to think that we're better than them. So for you males who think that games are only for you, just know that it's not uh you gotta open your eyes you gotta really be open just in general and the stuff that people any gender could play a video game and any gender has a right to get better at it especially females if they want to learn mario brothers and want to do an awesome speed run they have every right to do it if they want to learn uh ryu to the t and just beat the mess out of you or, or ask for a challenge they have every right now if there's trash talk if there's trash talking that's part of the competitive nature um but uh, if if you just attack them for no apparent reason, that becomes a problem. And uh, this also goes for females doing it to other females also. If you feel like you need to attack another female and just be very verbal and just be vile, that's not acceptable neither. You know, gaming is for everybody, like I said, and you have a right to be respected. And, you know, that's what I kind of love to see more in the community, that everybody is getting along, everybody's enjoying the games that they love to enjoy. So when I come back, because <laughs> I was messing up on this part, um, I'm going to talk about when there is racism, you can find it in online gaming. And with that, I'll be right back. When it does come to racism, you pretty much can find it online. Uh, you know, of course, there's the freedom of speech, and everybody has the right to say what they want to say. Um, I remember definitely for me, before I get into online, that I enjoy arcades and couch gaming. I love playing games with my family, uh, passing the controller around. I love going to the arcade with my $1 that my mom would give me and play the newest and oddest games. And hopefully anyone who's up to the challenge would join me in beating some thugs or whatever up or up to um, fighting me in a fighting game and stuff. Even like pinball, trying to see what score I could get. I love stuff like that. And as time went on and technology advanced, um, 
um, online gaming become became a very big theme, and it's still popular. It's kind of now almost a requirement in gaming. Like it's it, it's expected of you having some good gaming um, online abilities. Um, that uh, when you when uh, you start up a game um now nowadays after it's patched that you're able to get online play with friends or play with random people and see what everybody thinks of the game and have a discussion and have fun and talk and use strategy stuff like that um the thing about it though is the offensive language um sometimes there there are and i'm saying sometimes there are things that you'll mess up or you'll die and you'll you'll say something that um isn't kind of very explicit or um you know not really good to hear um definitely if you're a kid and stuff like that and you're playing with adults or other 12 year olds or whatever age and you're hearing this offensive language like there are some people who which has uh which is the not dehumanized but just would be very offensive to you which just call you a faggot a nigger a slut a terrorist like they will call you so many things because they lost from you and you know that's people's anger and you know sometimes people who feel like that anger that they that that's part of they use sometimes they they say they were, that's just my normal reaction or that was just a joke and i don't feel like that's your reaction or a joke because you don't stop yourself from not saying those things you just keep saying it you keep uh saying it towards other people um and to me like when it begins starts getting a, a racist and you start calling a black person the a, a nigger or you you know ca- call a gay man a faggot or you start calling other people faggots and niggers and all this other stuff hateful what stuff whores and sluts and hoes and terrorists and uh all these other customers and stuff and just getting very demeaning calling them a cunt and stuff like that that becomes a big big problem and it's it's not dealing with the anger anymore it's way past that it's just become your offensive prick that no one don't wants to play with and they will leave the game or they will boot you out and be like you are someone if you're saying that's part of your anger and stuff then you need to not play video games or you can play video games but you need to stay in a group of friends that will accept that or you need to just play single player and not get online until you go see a therapist or you get some issues resolved because um you just can't say things like that definitely in this time where racism is like very apparent definitely with police and um african americans and like all the shootings and stuff like that um a lot of racist uh stuff that uh uh, one political figure is saying at this time like th- there's just so much stuff outside the world of video games that de- deals with race and to hear that stuff being included in video games is to me personally is terrible it's it's saddening because we as humans shouldn't even be that way definitely on and on the out if you look on the outside we shouldn't be that way you know if now i guess uh, now i know some people use some language like that towards enemies and really don't are not trying to say it towards another player or stuff like that but when you're doing online gaming when you're doing a competitive online gaming like multiplayer uh there's going to be moments that you're going to win be some moments that you're going to lose some moments that's unexpected and stuff like that you have to be prepared to be like, oh, man, and be able to be clean and stuff like that. And, you know, if there's a teammate that's willing to help you out, uh, then you are able to do that, you know, uh, and be happy to say that. Thanks, man. Thanks for the assist. You know, just you'll be able to say some positive things. You know, if you're with a group of friends and, you know, that's the way that you guys game and that's those the words that you say and because you get each other then that needs to stay in that area, you know, uh, definitely at the age where we're have a right to report the behavior and it could get so bad of being reported, you know, your behavior being reported that, uh, definitely for Xbox one. And I think also PS, uh, 
uh, PS4, you know, Xbox Live, I should say, and uh, PlayStation uh, account, uh, online account that you could report somebody and they could ban your whole account to the point where you you might make a new, uh, you might may be able to make a new profile. Uh, I don't know how that actually works. Or, you know, that whole, that whole, like, if they find out what you're on for that system, everybody could probably get banned. I, I'm not so sure about that uh just yet but you know you don't want to be you look you don't want to have a band system like you paid a lot of money to get that system you paid a lot of money to uh get that game and play online and buy the dlc and the season pass and stuff you you invested so much and to get banned because of your offensive language and your behavior that's that's a bad thing you, and you really as a as a gamer you don't want that so you kind of got to be mindful when you're gaming with other people online you got to be respectful now if they're saying it to you and you feel you feel uncomfortable you know let that other gamer know or if you you have the option to mute everybody it, and it sucks if it's a trying to be a team-based game and you got to deal with that you know you really don't want to hear someone getting so upset and just saying the things because their mindset is only about winning and because you're a new player or you're um you're not up to snuff with something and just a mistake happens or anything you shouldn't be treated disrespectfully like you are not that person's slave like they do not own you they don't own the game or anything like that they are not a dictator they shouldn't be a dictator you should have every right to enjoy a game and if you need to drop that friend drop that friend and find people who are friendly and will help you out in the online game um instead of dealing with a racist or uh, dealing with just someone who's so vile and destructive, uh, destructive. Um, that's just very destroying of people wanting to play video games. Uh, like I said, being vile. Um, you know, when we do competitive gaming, we're supposed to be having fun. We're supposed to be talking. And sometimes it could be about other things in gaming, like an uh, announcement or what we think about the gameplay or what we think of the latest pickup we do or kind of make jokes about a movie or like, you know, reminiscing about some stuff as friends and sometimes strangers be like, oh, I remember that game. Remember that part? It's, you know, you could interact with a with something like that um no race is above anyone in online gaming everyone is like i said should be treated equal should be treated fair uh, since there's no confronting the experience can be ruined people shy away from the mode if it's not with friends only like people say a lot of people have been saying that they prefer single player over um multiplayer because they don't want to deal with the hassle of being harassed or being disrespectful they uh they rather play with a few friends that they know well in an online match or they rather just do co-op gaming um or stuff like that i love splatoon splatoon is a great example of being able to play with anyone around the world not knowing where they come from uh, not knowing who their person are, but being able to go in and focus on painting the area and stopping players from trying to take over your area. Yeah, it's kid friendly, um, but it's still a great game to go to. I feel like if you if you have a real bad attitude problem and you really just want to, uh, you know be able to say the stuff that you say without offending nobody play spatoon because it doesn't have any it doesn't deal with any uh um any chat settings you're just able to get on the game have fun to play now you can have friends and do skype if you guys are down for that um and that's cool that's very reasonable and acceptable i'm fine with that um but if you got like anger issues and you just want to say the stuff that you want to say then play splatoon or play something that um that's gonna that's gonna be just like kind of cool to uh uh to enjoy um i know personally for me i i definitely love playing online with other people uh but i love playing games uh for new experiences with other people like learning their style and we could talk and we could chat and stuff but we never discuss race we never disrespect each other 
um, you know, I got a lot of white friends. I got a lot of black friends, Asian friends, Indian friends. Like I, I game with a lot of people, uh, and discuss stuff with a lot of people from different, from across the world. And I, I love that. I love having that, uh, you know, that option. And, you know, when it comes to online gaming, I need to do more, uh, and to, and play with a lot of, and a lot of more people that I've never played with, but know that they have a heart for gaming and just understand that, okay, now I see it. Now I get it and, and, and enjoy that. I, I love doing stuff like that. Um, the last part I'm going to talk about, uh, before, um, I move on to the next section. I just want to read this last part in the blogs, uh, that I wrote for this, uh, topic. If you want to be a racist, that is your right. If you want to be a racist in online gaming, that is your right also. We as other players who want to have fun and be united as a positive community doesn't want or need it. We prefer to play you in skill, not you in words. And that was the way that I ended that uh, that topic uh, on the uh, on the blog, and which I'll give more information later on. And so with that, we're going to talk, get moving to one more section, uh, talk about the mechanics and other factors that sell the game and how it's not the race. And with that, I'll be right back. Mechanics and other factors that sell the game, not race. Um, for me, um, I enjoy the Nintendo Directs. I've ever since they showed them, and uh, Iwata, rest in peace, have been on them. Uh, I always, you know, r- race home or, you know, kind of sometimes check the news to be like, okay, what are Nintendo's talking about? Um, or, and when I come home and I'm able to see it, I, I watch it and just get giddy and get happy. Uh, even with this year's E3, it was a new way. They didn't do a digital presentation, but, uh, like early in February or March when they did that Nintendo Direct, I was so hyped and I just love, you know, watching it. Um, they were just showing me a lot of mechanics and other things that's going to sell the game for me. You know, it's never been about race. Um, it's always been about game mechanics, stuff that I could do double jumps and levels and how to traverse around the world. Um, the speed of a game, um, the combos, uh, that I could learn, you know, the art direction, the power, uh, the level design, the story and purpose there. There's all those kind of things that really sell the game. Um, and definitely when it's E3 uh, or any kind of previous that you see on IGN, Game Informer, uh, Game Informer, Destructoy, or whatever, Yahoo, uh, Polygon, wherever you are able to see a video or hear a discussion, sometimes you get excited about it because um, they it feels like not not only are they marketing and advertising the game, but you feel kind of sold on a great game that, that they're ready to put in your hands. Um you know, to me personally, um, the range of genres that anyone could get it, get into are big, and those mechanics and that you uh, that you are attracted to 
are just available. There's tons of genre of games that you could go to. Um, and, you know, it doesn't deal with race and it doesn't deal to a particular race in human. If you want to play a sports game, anyone can play a sports game. If you want to play a role playing game, they're not just for us being stereotypical Asian people. It's not for that. It's really for anyone who wants to play it. Um, platforming games, it's not just for kids or anything like that. It's for everybody. Um, you know, look how the popular of we sports was everybody was able to play it and enjoy it you know have fun bowling some people say that you know the motion control finally wore off and stuff like that but you know you get with a group of friends or family members and you just load up the Wii and just start bowling boxing playing tennis like getting involved and stuff like that old times are you know old memories begin to rise again and you just start remembering how much fun that the mechanic of that game was and you know you you can enjoy just dance uh 2014 or 15 or dance central stuff it's because you might be not be a person that feels comfortable dancing at a party or anything like that but put in a video game form and having fun with them and you know everybody's not laughing at you everybody's kind of enjoying because you're having fun you know when your appearance of having fun is like it's making them feel like they can have fun they're gonna sometimes be like okay maybe i should go and try it. and you know you might even play bad and feel like oh people gonna laugh at me but you know shake it off and enjoy it just be like you know what let me get better or it might even market to you uh, to go get a system and get that game and get better in practice. So sometimes stuff like that, the mechanics are selling you um, on that game or on that console. And so when you go to another party or stuff like that, you might be like, oh, this guy, yeah, he, he kind of messed up. Oh, he's kind of got a good. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he's playing on hard. He's getting all these starts. Like people get excited and would gather around to see you play and, be, and just be like, wow. You know, even when back in the arcades, if you look at Destiny's Revolution on how powerful that game is, um, a, a lot of people who are overweight, and this is no disrespect to anybody who who are overweight, um, when you see them play a game like that and see how fast they move and everything is about memorization and they're just so good, you be you you surpass stereotype and be like, well, they're going to run out of air or have a heart attack. And sometimes it's not that. It's just like they're really good at this game and dedicated because they love this game. And I love that. It's not about their weight or anything. They just love love having fun the mechanics of that game sold them um and it could be anybody any race could play any gender could play and just pretty much have fun you know people sometimes like playing games drunk so a bad game with bad mechanics with a drunk person that's coming you know that's coming to go for some people and doing commentary and doing video for other people to see you know th that would be up to that person and stuff like that um but you could always have some kind of way um also like i spoke about earlier creating a character option you know that's also a great mechanic in a video game that would sell you you know making your own characters and experiencing the game of you were that character put into the role and making these decisions on the mass effect series i made uh shepherd of course male i made him black um but i made him with a red beard and a red mohawk uh you know or um, have them have a red beard, mustache, and stuff, and goatee with being bald headed, like you know, a redhead. Some people don't like redheads, but I love them. I I respect them. Um, and to see my character with this on and uh, just having fun and going through the story that that means so very much to me. So you know, sometimes it's not about the race that sell the games. A lot of people don't market a game to a certain race or market the game of the character's race. They don't need to do that they have other factors that's in the game that sells and pretty much the, i feel like that's why racism doesn't exist in video games now you might say well it exists on online because you just spoke about that yes it does exist on online but it doesn't exist in the characters it exists in that person personally you know if it existed in characters then the the topic would change but when it's dealing with racism itself it's mostly with other humans and that that sometimes worsen what video games could be uh, but and what it should be um you know with this kind of escapism and having fun but it doesn't it shouldn't represent what video games are 
because the video games are not racist. The characters that are put into the game are not racist. You know, they not be like, oh, it's another white protagonist. It's nothing like that. It's the protagonist going on an adventure and going through things and uh, of that nature. So with that, everybody, I'm going to get into uh, some quick plugs right after this last music break. And with that, I will be back. Ready, set. few quick plugs um before i go on to talk about season four um you can check optional opinion on the nominous radio network.podbean.com you also can check me out at soundcloud itunes google play and other podcast apps you can hear my other podcasts that i host with larry giver and adrian nieto and sometimes tony zilakakis on world one one podcast on soundcloud itunes google play and at archive.org and other podcast apps um i want to give a heads up about that um sunday august 21st we are doing a commentary for um uh, we are doing the commentary for the wizard so hopefully we'll get that one out and you guys will be able to listen to it and watch we watch the wizard here on our version of the commentary i know there's a lot of people who have done it but you'll be hearing world one one's uh version of it and all the laughs and craziness that goes along with it um you can check out skirmishfrogs.com s-k-i-r-m-i-s-h-f-r-o-g-s and you can read my uh, series, The Moment, there, where I talk about a retro game and how it relates to my personal life, like how it's connected. Um, the latest would be uh, Paperboy, so uh, check that out soon. Um, it should be up in a couple of days. I kind of had to postpone it because there's some other things that I had to write. Um, but do check it out still, uh, and I'll let you guys know when it'll be available. Um, you can check Optional Opinion on IGN.com under Anime, E-N-I-M-E, where you can read all five blogs of this series. The first blog is just the intro to why racism doesn't exist, so you can read where it all started and read the topics that I cover about how sexism and hate play a bigger role, uh, why we care more about the character than the race, um, if uh, when there is racism, you can find it on online gaming and how the mechanics and other factors sell a game, not race. So you guys can check that out. Read, um, leave your opinions about it. I would like to hear. Um, you can uh, also leave your opinions about this show at myout 2 comment at yahoo.com. That's M Y O P, the number two C O M M E N T at yahoo.com. Um, follow me on Twitter at that retro T H A T R E T R O C O D. Um, the beauty of video games volume 2 is coming in September this year it's going to be about genres so do check that out I'm going to be talking <coughs> sorry about that I'll be talking about uh, platformers role playing games and sports uh, so do check out the readings and the podcast that will be follow suit uh, the digital nerds advocate network I am part of now uh, you can check uh, a lot of our shows like the digital nerds uh, the DNA dual shock uh, DNA Rose, uh, Rose Going Wild, uh, DNA Power Block, uh, and DNA Connected when that happens. You'll see me on there from time to time. I've been doing that with Corey um, and uh, Adam, 
uh, Matthew and other guests and stuff, uh, Adrian and things like that. So do check us out there um, on the com, and also check out the YouTube page, digitalnurseadvocate.com. Um, they do have a Twitter page. You can also check them out there. Um, I am on Twitch uh, under the Lyrical, capital D, cap, uh, A, capital L, Y, R, I, C, A, L, the number one. And I'm starting up my series, Let's Learn. So you can just watch me fail and but yet teach um, different genres and different games on how to play them, on what to expect from that genre and things like that. Um, like I said, this is the end of season three. I'm coming up for season four. Titles will be included, so do check that out. I want to thank you all for the love and support. Thank you to all the guests that I have had. Um, check out the Fire Emblem discussion, the Gears of War discussion. Check out my E3 stuff over the summer. Check out my Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword Part 1. Um, and check out other podcasts that I've been on. But for optional opinion, you know, check it out on SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, Google Play, other podcasts, and anonymousradionetwork.podbean.com. And with that, everybody, I will see you later, and I will see you on the beginning of Season 4. And with that, I am out. Peace. Bye. Um.